Yo, 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 what's happening, everybody? This is the boy JBJR with another exciting episode of Fruit of the Boom podcast. I roll a solo dolo again, but um, again, I'm interviewing another great, great producer. Uh, actually, one of our previous competitors of Fresh Produce, as a matter of fact. Uh, definitely showed his ass quite a few times, my man. Definitely made an impression and definitely love when he comes through, man. You know, definitely show him love all the time. I'm glad he showed love to us, man. My man, Flexworthy. How you doing, brother? Yo, what's up, man? Thanks hey, for having me. Hey, man. Hey, all means, man. Thank you so much for coming out, man. We definitely do appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Yeah, man. The main thing is we just like to uh, try to give shine to know. And that my main thing is, you know, if you come out to the beat battle and you compete, man, why not automatically have y'all as priority to go ahead and, you know, get y'all on, you know, tell y'all stories. That's that's the main kind of purpose I'm always having with this. So, yeah, man. But, no, I'm glad that you are here, man. Definitely wanted you to come out here and tell your story and it just, just you know, explains us just about you. That's the whole point. So, so we're going to get in there in a minute. But before we do that, I want to go ahead and explain to everyone how the show works if you're a brand new listener. Um, the whole point of the show that uh, we created was to have an outlet for the outside, the actual unknown side of songs that people don't, alongside, excuse me, that you will hear on the song, like which are the three components, the producer, the engineer, and the DJ. Um, you know, of course, no shades, no artists, no bands, you know, but, you know, a lot of shine gets thrown at them, uh, thrown at them and, you know, as far as their stories, their advice, the wisdom. And we want to do the same thing, but just on the opposite end of the spectrum. So we want to hear from you guys. We want to go ahead and just tell your stories, give your advice, give your wisdom. Things of that nature, just want to, anything you want to tell people about you and yourself as a music producer, as a DJ, or as an engineer, please do it. That's what we give you the opportunity and give you the platform to do. That's the whole point for people to understand you. So that's what we want to do, and that's how we're going to kick everything off. So uh, first things first, uh, just go ahead and just get the first question, um, get the ball rolling, which I ask literally everybody. Um, how did you get started into music production? Into music production? I mean... <clears throat> or just music in it. general. Or just music in general. Yeah. Uh, well, my dad is a drummer, so he taught me how to play the drums pretty young. And for okay. uh, man, like... In like junior high, like pencil beats were real popular, you know, like Hell taking yeah. like mechanical pencils or whatever and right. and making beats on the table and like man, tracing it back, that was like early, early fascination of like how beats were made. Because I didn't know about drum machines or anything like that, but doing the pencil beats on the school desk was like sort of an introduction of like you know using your palm as the kick oh, hell and yeah. then using the tip of the pencil as the hi-hat and then like slapping the whole thing down as like a clap or snare so oh, absolutely yeah so man i remember in junior high me and my buddy uh we actually my dad had a four track uh tape like cassette recorder and he just had like a single like mic that he had like held up to the kitchen counter and we recorded like probably like seven or eight like pencil beats and then burned a little cd it was only one cd just for us to listen to but it was like that's probably the earliest of me nice. making beats was like recording pencil beats hey yeah. shit ain't no wrong with it <laughs> shit ain't shit wrong with that man everyone starts somewhere man yeah. fuck you hey man but yeah uh yeah and then man i didn't get into uh actually delving into music production until I went off to college and uh, I didn't do it in high school. Uh, Where'd you go to school at? I first went to school at uh, Central Missouri in Warrensburg. Okay. And then after like two years of that, I transferred to Mizzou. And then like a year or two of that, I okay. just ended up starting working and then moved to St. Louis. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So how'd you get into like a lot of the um, like your programming and like as far as like your dolls and things like so you said pretty much college age for them most part. So, yeah. So yeah, how did how did that come about? Um, yeah, for dolls, I mean, I use Sony Acid Pro, which is not like really not that you're popular, like, but like I uh, want to say you're the second person I think that we had on here that uses as I want to yeah. say it's pretty dry cut. There's not a whole lot of bells and whistles to it, but. Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could sit down with other DAWs and still EQ and compression and, you know, all that stuff. Um, mm. But uh, I don't know. I got like Sony Acid Pro early on and then I ended up taking a class at Mizzou that was uh, like an entertainment media class. And in the class, we used Sony Acid Pro and they kind of showed me the ins and outs. And then I kind of felt like, well, now they just showed me a bunch. So I'm going to stick with it um, instead of starting from scratch with something else. But uh 
Yeah, I mean, one of these days I need to get on mm -hmm. Pro Tools or whatever else. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, man, I mean, like, <laughs> I put, it's nothing, and you know what, man? I'm putting like this, man. I've been on FL uh, Studio since, I want to say, version 4. And I want to say that was back when I was like 18. And I'm 31 now. So trust me, I've been I've been a dedicated, like one kind of like a dog user for like a long time. Mind you, have I learned and dealt with other dogs? Yes, I have. But primary always been my FL. So now I understand, man, like if you can make whatever you got work, make make the shit work. Yeah. No, there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you know, like, you know, it's always good to expand your palate, but like if you able to get down what you're able to get down with, there's nothing wrong with that at all, bro. Like at all. Yeah. And I've I had a demo version of Ableton years and years back, mm -hmm. um, and Ableton was dope. But uh, yeah, once I got my MPC, then I just started using Sony Asset all the time. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, do you uh, ever use any kind of soft? I mean, any hardware with it, or just uh, keyboard and mouse? In it? No, yeah. I I mean, I cook up on my MPC 1000. I mean, I okay. sometimes I'll make an entire beat on the MP without even being on the computer, and then. Nice. I'll I'll track it all out onto Sony Asset to mix it. So Sony is just really to mix it and to render it and all that. Um, gotcha. Sometimes uh, it helps me move around stuff and line it up. But uh, yeah, I like hitting the pads, man. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want my workflow to be clicking around all the time because <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's cool. People make some dope shit, you know, by clicking around, and I support that. But. For me, I would I have more fun uh, hitting the pads, yeah. Hey man, to each stay on, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, for, for real. sure. Yeah, you yeah. stay on. Like I said, the way I feel about it all the time, with whether you use hardware or you click uh, click and point or however you get in, man. You know, I say, man, if you can go ahead and get down with whatever and you can make the shit sound hot, fuck it. Like, yeah, yeah, I think, for I think sure. that's that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. It's just like, no, nah, it doesn't matter about the machine; it's the man behind it. Yeah, yeah, and the average person that listens to music honestly doesn't really care too much. <laughs> they just want a song that makes them feel good. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. Ain't shit wrong yeah. with that, man. Espe yeah. Especially, you know, that's a good segue about good, uh, good feel-good music because uh, I know um, when you came to Fresh Produce a few times and competed, man, like, you definitely got a massive reception because I know you had a lot yeah. of bass-heavy shit, man. That shit huh. was dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, dope, man. So, like, is that main, like, the main style, like, the bass-heavy kind of, like, trappish kind of sound? Or do you have, like, other stuff to deal with? Like, what's your main kind of go-to stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 808s definitely feels, uh, you know, crucial. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like I like shit that's, like, turn up. And I, I don't know. I would not call myself a trap producer. But, like, I don't know. I think the two, like, sides of the spectrum of, like, hip-hop is... I don't know if it's true or not, but like on one side you got like boom bap, and then on the other side you got trap. I try to like meet in the middle, you know. No, there's no wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Like chop up the samples as if it's boom bap, but then lay down the drums sometimes mm -hmm. like it's trap. But I don't know. Lately I've been getting away from uh, uh, such heavy drums and just letting the samples do the talking. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm always switching it up. So yeah. Ain't shit wrong with that, man. Now, you yeah. As you're supposed to. You're supposed to switch it up every now and then just just to give yourself a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Just just to see where you at with it. And, you know, that's always is good to do. And that's kind of like I know what uh, me and DJ Moff kind of talked about even with, like, competition. You know, shout out to him. You know, you know competition, like, fresh produce, it breeds, you know, creativity, breeds, you know, inspiration. And especially, like, you know, if you want to go outside the box, you know, try something different anyway. You know, it's like, fuck it might as well like especially if you've been playing around some shit like you say you know like just experimenting and it's like hey let me just try this instead let me try to tone this down let me just let like you say like the sample talk or things like that it's, it's nothing wrong with it and i think that's what some people uh some people like so purist in like the way they want to focus on something like hey and there's nothing wrong with being purist in some regards but like hey if it's if it means you can span and do something different or alter and just go in a different route why not i mean you know what i'm saying yeah yeah there's no format for the right and wrong way to make music so absolutely yeah. i mean it's literally just creativity inspiration there's no manual on how i mean yeah technically there's a ways of like learning theory and shit like that and like learning skills and like how to use an instrument or a doll whatever the case may be but as far as coming up with the concept and the sounds and how you're going to use everything that's 100 free form that's freestyling you just coming up with it and going as you go and sometimes you record and you record the shit out and 
hopefully, you no know, brother is vocal or not, just have people fuck with it. I got you, yeah. And I don't know, like, how much you're into theory. Um, Pretty good. But, like, I've been, yeah, yeah I've been keep, keeping on. I've been, I learned it back in the day, man, like back in my childhood and my adolescence, man. I used to play saxophone, you sing okay. choir. So, yeah, so. So I I, you, I picked up on it. Plus, you know, I still keep up on it every now and then just to brush myself back up on it every now and then. So I, I try to keep up on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always more for me to learn, but I definitely want to downplay theory. Sometimes I've heard people that, like, play an instrument and they act like it takes away from their creativity. And that's like, I don't know. There was a time where I didn't know a whole lot about chord progressions and... Um, you know key signatures and all that and then once i started learning it then it just like opened up so many doors and uh yeah you know and you i'm glad you said it and i never even had to bring it up because that's one key thing that i'm one things i always bring up on the show is the importance of music theory yeah yeah Be because solely because you know you have to know the foundation have to know the foundation you have to know like you say you have to know your key signatures. you just have to know your notes your beats your steps you have to know your octaves you have to know your force and your fifths you have to you know you have to know so much and people think it's a drag or then like oh god i can't listen but it's not hard to learn it may seem like a lot but it really isn't and once you get down to this is just what you need to know this is what you need to understand you're good like on your cre on your creative tip it's going to help you so much like so much just knowing the foundations of how things go and how things sound how things are supposed to be arranged together how to understand arranging the composition how to understand that kind of stuff people have to understand like that's and you don't even you have to learn that i would say that's something i would say is mandatory if you're going to be a music producer especially you know like i think that should be mandatory because um, and even if you don't learn it formally in a classroom setting you know what i'm saying you, like i always say every time youtube university is right there yeah <laughs> you yes. know what i'm saying it's right everyone yeah. has a cell phone a smartphone with the ability to go to fucking google and go to fucking youtube all you gotta do is type in music theory i guarantee you thousands upon thousands of videos will come up telling you the, how to do the exact same thing the other thousands of videos so that how to do maybe a little variation but 95 percent the same thing so it's like so you might as well just go ahead and just try to learn it you know whether it's from an accredited the source or it's from like i said someone who just been doing music for a long time just a fan of the shit you know what i'm saying whether if they understand how the shit works learn it it's there like why not yeah yeah youtube is a game changer man even like music aside just in everyday life stuff man you can look up how to repair or fix so much stuff on youtube it's crazy like bro yeah you can look up how to repair uh a washer dryer a water heater whatever there'll be some some guy on there with some video teaching you step by steps how to fix it yeah hell yeah it's, it's, <laughs> dude and that's the thing about it it's and it's and that's the beautiful thing about it all of it is free yeah information so it's like so just take notes so taking what we saying like right what me and Fluss birthday saying man like you know if the information is out there learn it you know learn it use it it won't let you down it may seem like it's a drag it may seem like it may be a chore or something like that but trust me it will pay off in the long run. It totally will. So that's that's one thing I've always been an advocate for is just learn, you know, just just learn, man. Just especially if anything, learn that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you do something else dealing with you no know, engineering or sound, whatever case you want to do, it's fine. But if you at least understand this, this is going to help you. No matter if you're performing, if you're creating, uh, composing, or you doing the mixing, it's going to help you understand what's going on. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad that you did. And um, speaking of which, um, you know, since we talked about Fresh Produce earlier, man, I know since you have been a previous competitor, um, tell us how you heard about the actual fresh produce scene you know and like your experiences with it and what you think about it yeah i definitely heard about it at least a year or two before i even signed up man uh and i just man i'm really hard on myself i don't want to like sign up and not be a contender i want to make sure my shit's hot so right now understand yeah yeah so i was just kind of like grinding getting better and honestly man it's I think even since I heard it, man, I probably had a year where I didn't make a single beat just out of like my mind wasn't in it and just, mm. 
yeah, just kind of like a lot of self-doubt and uh, I don't know. But yeah, going to uh, Fresh Produce and being up on stage and then having people, uh, you know, fuck with me afterwards, tell me they dig it like that, like kind of got me back in it again. And uh, yeah, now I'm, it seems like I'm cooking up beats weekly. So uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, so I just kind of had to get that reminder like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's easy to fall in that self doubt because when you're grinding as an artist, you gotta like, it, you know, you can only tell yourself you're the shit so many times, you know, to right, keep right, right. keep at it, you know, till till you feel like, well, am I whack or am I good? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I think so, yeah. you know, I think every creative in a sense goes through that, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know everyone goes through that period, like. But well, damn, my shit even good enough. Like damn, like I don't know. But like, like you said, when you get that confirmation from everyone else that like, yeah, you're not doing your shit good enough, that people really dig what you bring to the table, it does boost your confidence back. And that's one thing I tell people all the time. Like you know, come out play your shit because you may not think because you may think oh I'm I'm whack out. I, I may not be up to par. You never fucking know, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you never know. You like say just be, like. And the main thing I think I know that gets everyone, and I don't know if it ever got to you, and you can tell me if it has or has not, but, you know, just the main part, of a lot of people get caught up on the winning aspect of a lot of shit. And I'm saying this as one of the main behind-the-scenes people, one of the main crew and the head judge of the whole thing. If you win, cool. That's just a bonus. If you got money in your pocket, got some studio time here, and you also got some tattoos. You can get some tattoos. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, it's an excellent winning package, but understand that win is only for 30 days as far as until you compete again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's just bragging in, just bragging rights for, for that month. But the main thing I always tell people that should take out of it is win or lose, don't let that be the main focus. The main focus should be networking with other producers that's there and other DJs and other engineers, people, like-minded people that are there, you know, for the same reason you're there, you know, and also networking not only with, you know, potential fans, but also artists do come out to them, you know what I'm saying? And so if you got something that an artist like, oh, shit, that motherfucker, hi, I can make the next big single to this joint, there you go. You guys can link up right then and there, go ahead and talk, exchange information, boom, you made a connection. You know, and then it continues on from there. Or, you know, or someone else. Or even if it's a fan of your stuff, you just want to hear your instrumental work. Like, oh, shit, I want to hear this. And boom, so when you coming out with the next album, or when you coming out with this, or even if you DJ, it's like, oh, I'm just doing this beat battle to help further my DJ shit. That's cool. Like, it's so many benefits to the shit that I never want anyone to get caught up on just winning. Like, and I know some people get that, 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 like like you said, the self doubt in their head, like, oh no, I feel like I'm good enough. Oh, I heard this amazing I heard this motherfucker had this beat that was like blowing people out the world. Like, okay, so I'm like, okay, if that's if you won, you won. If you lost, try again next time. And I think that's what people just need to understand in that regard. Like if there's any kind like I'm not sure if you ever felt that way, but if if you ever have, let me give you that reassurance that don't trip. Like, trust me, I used to be in this shit once upon a time ago back like um, like nine years ago, back 2009, bro. Came in, you know, not the best, you know, and then just, I used to, and I remember then when we used to do shit weekly. And I used to go, like, to the B-Battles at Time and Cowboy every, what, Thursday, I believe it was, and just go in and just go to improve my skill set, man. Just, just sharpen my, you know, still sharpen the steel, you know, just kind of sharpen my skill set, see what I need to do and see, like, what the crowd is. And I would experiment. And then eventually I started getting to the point where I was starting to win consistently, 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 consistently. And have I lost my fair share? Absolutely. Have, was I a little bit like, uh, like I feel like I could have won that? No. Do have I feel like, oh, that, that's a drawing boy? Yeah. Have I felt some kind of way about some stuff? Yeah. It's natural. But the main thing I was took out of it was I just want to get better. I want to get better. I want to network with people. I want to work with folks. Like, that's the main thing I'm worried about. I'm going to go ahead and make some money off this shit in the future and go ahead and pride myself as far as doing what I actually love to do. Perfect. If I know I can go ahead and string into different avenues, podcasting, for example, perfect. You know, 
and that's the thing I, I, I just know I hope that's and I just wanted to say that because I know you say you had the self-doubt thing that's just with your own stuff yeah yeah you know I just want you to know and anyone else that's listening out there that's a previous competitor or a potential future competitor you know just keep that in mind when you're going to be battle whether it's ours or whether someone else is done don't get caught up in the winning aspect just don't like it's cool and it's gravy and it's fine but at the end of the day i've seen people that lost shit and still went on and did some big name level shit on their own i've seen it happen so don't ever 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 get caught up in that hype and just oh i gotta win i gotta win yeah it's cool but yeah and then you get more a little bit more notoriety but if you already caught someone's attention, you already won right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you think about it like that, like if you got someone's attention, you already won. So, you know, just keep that in mind, man. Like if you ever had that feeling, I hope that kind of got away from it. Or, you know, like saying, I hope anyone else who's ever felt like that, I hope you understand that that's what I want you to know. From someone who used to do a heavy and now is helping run the shit behind the scenes. I'm telling you from both sides, that's just understand that. Like that's just understand that or, or over everything. So yeah, yeah man, man. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, just never get caught up in the wind, man. And like I said, we human, man. Like it's shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Competition. You know what I'm saying? So but think of it as competition that's just literally a steel sharpening steel situation. You just going to get better. That's the whole point. You like you will get better going to a B battle. Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Cause it's going to help increase your skills. It's going, it's going to make you go back to the drawing board, like I said earlier, on your shit. Like win or lose, it's going to make you go back to that drawing board. Cause just cause you won this one time doesn't mean you gonna win next time. So you never underestimate who the fuck gonna come on that stage. Like I said, I've seen boom bap beat trap. I seen trap beat boom bap. I ain't seen pop beat EDM. I seen EDM beat pop. I ain't seen shit. All types of genres beat each other. The weirdest mismatches. And people love it. And so it's just like one of those things that, you know, just go there. It's it's really it's more more or less just like supposed to help you jump off and help increase your skill set for what you should be wanting to do. Like that's what we're here. We're here to network, we're here to help y'all out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a super dope event. Like you the way you guys are pulling, I mean, I guess these cats from like Chicago and Memphis and all this, mm-hmm. like they're just hearing about this naturally just through the internet, I guess. Like that's awesome. Like, yeah, man. They're coming to St. Louis, uh, you know, to do some hip hop shit, to do a, uh, you know, B battle. Um, yeah, it's just dope for the music scene here. And, uh, yeah, it's the I like that venue you guys do it at the Monocle, man. That's cool. Yeah, the Monocle, man. Yeah, yeah we moved when we moved out uh, literally a year ago. This month was a year ago. Um, we know we were like I said, we was at Atomic before, up okay. the, um, further up the street from there. Yeah. And um, you know everything was cool, but you know of course we had our differences and we ended up uh, you know splitting our ways. But then we went down the street to the Monocle. Everything ended up being uh, copacetic ever since. You know what I'm saying? You know we've been having to you know the management is wonderful you know and they gave us our sound man jim shout out to him because it hit those huge giant speakers that you see those are his speakers like those are his actual speakers that he brings for that particular event only damn so you know so that's his it's his shit and he brings it there solely because that's how much he loves or no how how dedicated he is to the event how great it is for just the community at large you know what i'm saying the music community in st louis at large and so you know we have stuff like that you know of course like i said you know and the main thing above everything else is free yeah. you pay whether you're a competitor or a spectator only thing you pay for is what you buy at the bar yeah. and or whatever little merchandise we have like shirts or whatever the case may be merchandise and alcohol and maybe like little finger foods or something at the bar sale other than that all you doing here is coming here like i said you like i said you were compete you've been at both a spectator and competitor so like you know firsthand you know how it's you know we have a nice little intimate spot how we have you know multiple people multiple people like packed to capacity like you seen it packed to capacity man 
And it's, it's one of those things where I'm glad, you know, it's where it is. I'm glad that you know, people like yourself that was just hearing about it just by happenstance or whether you heard about word of mouth on the Internet, whatever the case may be. At least I know we're doing the right thing. We're going in the right direction. And, you know, like I said, we appreciate people like you coming out, man. You know, like I said, we want to help. That's the whole point. We want to help y'all. You know, we know it's not a lot of outlets for us. So why not give y'all one? Yeah. And I say, man, if you're a producer and you're not in the event, like go to it anyways. Like that's it just the bigger picture is it'll just like come back around. It'll build the scene. And it's just like. And you get that exposure and that inspiration, you know, so. Right. Yeah, sometimes I go thinking I'm going to see a bunch of producers that were in it previous months. And I'm like, oh, shoot, where are they at? Like, so, man, producers need to attend even if they're not in it for real. Like, yeah, just to hang out and be a part of the scene, man. Yeah. That, that's the, thank you. That's, that's it, man. And that's one thing I'll also tell everyone is like what you just said. If you've never been to an event, just come out. Like I said, the shit is free. It costs zero dollars and zero cents to come out. Just your gas. Just bring your gas, bring your friends, bring your family, whoever you want to bring, as long as they're old enough to come through, bring them through and have them enjoy the event. That's all we want. You know, we here to say, hey, welcome. We welcome everybody. Come kick it. You know, whether you are an artist, whether you're a producer, DJ, engineer, or just a fan of music, just come the fuck through. Like, you know, and you never know who you see getting on that stage. Like, you know, because, you know, like we've had special guests come through. Like, of course, we had Basement Beats. They come through every so often, you know, especially J.E. Shout out to him, you know, because he just had his uh had his event uh, just over this past weekend um, doing for his Inner City Project, which go listen to that superb project if you haven't heard it definitely go check it out but yeah you know you know also you know we have like the award-winning dj moff coming through you know from time to time to feeling for like our resident dj v time with shout out to both of them gentlemen so you know we we do you know we have a lot man you know and we definitely do our best to try to put on a good show for everybody you know we we definitely try you know and then clearly when we notice things and you know, we know there's things that we may need to do, try to correct on, you know, we try to get on top of it and try to shift it around, see what we can do to try to help increase, you know, more people. No, it's, it's just a lot of shit, man. It's just, it's one of those things that, you know, we do what we can, you know, to try to draw this crowd in. And when I tell you that if you never competed before and you thinking about competing, do it. Don't be scared to do it. Just do it. Like, yeah, like, you know, you may get to the point where you're like, oh, man, no one like my shit, man. No one fuck with me, man. Fuck. No, 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 no. Don't get like that. Don't get in your feelings like that's another thing. This is a and that's that's another thing I just want to segue into about this. And you can back me up on this. It's a bit the there is no such thing as ego on that stage. Like if everyone, everyone is on the same level playing field. Okay. Everyone on the same level playing field. And the main thing with me, since we have four judges, myself included, being on the main judge and the crowd being the fifth judge, like I tell everyone else, I'm going to be unbiased. And a lot of people know, like I said, I've had definitely some of my homies come through and compete. You know, shout out to all my homies that's been in, in and out of, you know what I'm saying? And I tell them the same thing as I tell you right now. I'm going to be unbiased. I have to be like no matter no matter how cool I am with you no matter how much I know you, you know how much I think your shit is high if I hear something that's better than yours I have to be um, biased and that's how it was for the uh, the big battle we just had you know I had to be unbiased I literally had to be it's like oh man well St. Louis you know we've been losing a few times some out of town people okay if we did then we did that means step your game up next time sure man yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know it's like it's, it's no ego thing it's not like and it's like i've been told the same thing it's like well what was wrong with my stuff with my stuff wet? it's like no your stuff wasn't wet. you just happen to have go against someone and happen to be a little bit better than you and you know it's just what it is and it's no you know some people are way more prepared you know for be battle than everyone else and if you wasn't prepared now next time since we do it monthly submit next time hopefully you get picked like you said because we have a different set of people like almost all the time come through you know competing you know 
you know, if you get picked again, you know, I hope you get picked again. If you do, come through and now you know what you need to do for next time. And just approach it a different manner. Like if you have a forty if you give you if we give you one minute to play a beat and you playing a 30, 45 second intro, yeah, bro, you lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. You 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 lost the crowd. I'm telling you, you lost me with that. And you know, it's things like that, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know, you just have to take ego out the door when you're on that stage, like, because you're gonna have people you're gonna have people gonna love your shit. I've seen people who have lost their shit and like crowds have lost their minds and gave huge amounts of cheering it's like, oh fuck, oh my god, this is the greatest shit I've ever heard. I've seen some people wear crickets. St. Louis is a hard crowd, so crickets. I've seen it happen plenty of times. And like I said, we are a hard crowd to please. But if you please us, you good to go. So that's the thing that I just have to let people know, man. Like, you know, you know, you included, you know, just don't take none of this shit personal that you get on stage. Like some people take this shit personal. Don't take it as self-doubt. Don't try to doubt yourself. Just take it as try again next time. You know, you're gonna have people on that know the game and been doing this for a minute. Vets in the game, got people that's beginners. So I've seen beginners be the vet. I've seen vets be the beginner. So it just all comes down to: Do you have if your is your shit hot enough to impress myself, these three other judges, and the crowd? You know what I'm saying? So as long as you got that, un, uh, got that understood, just go from there, man, and just have fun. Have and that's the main thing I think with our event, man. You know, and you can speak on this as well. Like just the amount of fun we bring to the event. You know what I'm saying? Like, speak on that for a second. Like, yeah, man. It's, yeah. I mean, all you guys are super uh, supportive, and it's it's not like uh, it's not like a, a rap battle from back in the day where it's like whoever's losing is getting super hated on or something like that. It's like no one's getting dogged. Like, it's just yeah, it's super positive. Like, uh, yeah, man. It it is amazing how every month it is like a all new faces a different set of producers. I'm. It's like. It's really cool that that many people make beats, but yeah, you ca going to those things, you kind of see where the bar's set at, because I think it's easy to think you know where the bar's set, and you know, you're in your bedroom or your basement, whatever, cooking up music, but like, until you get out there and go to the venues and see who's out here doing it, then you really see where the bar's set. Mm -hmm. and, and like you're saying, yeah, go home and polish your stuff up, and uh, yeah, man, like, uh, yeah. Uh, it is it is a super fun event. Like and yeah, you guys uh, with the video intros and all that, it's really professional. Yeah, I'm always impressed. Appreciate yeah. that, man. You can't, man. You know, we just we just do what we can, man, for the community at large, man. We, we we try to try to like I said, put on a good show, make sure people stay interested, and just really just make sure everyone has a great time. And I think that's the main thing. Just have a good time. But you know. Just to move on for just a second, man. Let's talk about back with you for a minute. So, like I said, clearly you've been making beats for quite some time. Have you worked with any artists in, in particular? Um, kind of, sorta. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I got you know buddies back home that I've done a bunch of songs with. I'm like slowly starting to link up with more guys in St. Louis to nice. make tracks. Um, but yeah, it's a work in progress right now. Uh. I don't know if I'm really ready to flex on anyone's names because we don't have any official projects dropped, but mm. man, it's it's coming. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, man. I got I got a couple things in the works. It's just kind of yeah, time will tell. Hopefully, we get these songs going. So all right, now I feel you. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: Is there anyone in particular that you want to work with? That can be local, national, international, whoever. Like, is there anyone that you just want to work with in particular? <sighs> Man, uh, uh, I would <laughs> probably gonna get hated on for this, but uh, yeah, if I could have like Drake get on one of my beats, I'd be the shit. Yeah. <laughs> man, look, I don't, look, man, look. he's kind of loved or hated in St. Louis. Seems like more hated, but uh, man, for real, like if if he got on one of my beats, I'd I'd be so content. I don't even know if I'd produce anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Like if that's bro, if that's who you want to produce, not for, just him, yeah. but like any any big rapper, you know, like that'd be dope. But. Man, look, if that, if, look, man, if you want Drake to hop on one of your beats, man, yeah, fuck man. the shit, man. Look, f fuck what these people talking about, man. Yeah, if, you, man. if you want Drake to hop on one that'd of your be tracks, the shit. there you go. That's a yeah, and shit wrong with it. Yeah, man. But uh, 
No, yeah, I mean, I fuck with a bunch of artists. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, in St. Louis, um, shit, there's, yeah, there's, it seems like there's a lot of upcoming people. It seems like within the coming years, like, St. Louis is really going to be, like, a dope hub for, like, hip-hop. Like, it, I mean, I think it already is, but it's going to more so within right. the coming years, for yeah, sure. Absolutely, man. And that's I think that's one thing I know that the scene is trying to push for, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know it's been kind of up and down like, in the years, probably within the last, no, 10 years I've been in it. I, but, uh, but, yeah, man, I definitely see it's getting back, you know, to, like, where you're talking about, like, the hub side of it is growing. And I am very appreciative of that. No, I definitely am appreciative of that. So, no, man, like, you know, let, um, you know just, you know, let me ask you this. So, outside of just people you want to work with, who inspires you? Like, do you have any particular, like, producers that, you know, you kind of pay attention to that, like, help give you inspiration or influence you by any chance? Or is just whoever just, whoever you hear, it's just, it just is what it is. Well, yeah, I definitely like producers that are, like, an entity within themselves. Like, uh, they have, like, their own name and their own like projects out there and their own like uh like their personality is known you know like a like alchemist is dope like that mm. and like um yeah i mean even like uh metro boom and he uses like a lot of tags like to tag his beats with metro and you always know it's his shit once you hear that and it's right. like i like those producers where it's like they're it's just as much about them as it is the rapper, which is dope to me. I like the shine, I guess, <laughs> and the glory. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Alchemist, uh, Harry Fraud, super dope. Nice. With the sample flips. I mean, super, I, years back, I got really inspired by like his sample choices. And nice. uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely love like cats like Madlib and, you know, I almost feel silly saying Dilla like no man don't bend do that I know but it's like saying like it's like who's your favorite basketball player it's like Michael Jordan it's like yeah no shit of course he's the best but who else is <laughs> like that's why I feel like saying Dilla like well yeah duh of course he's the man but uh uh yeah man live Dilla I mean uh you know Ninth Wonders super dope uh Chuck English from the Cool Kids has like an awesome sound. Yeah, he does. Really dope sound. Yeah, he uh, does. I think Big Crit's the man. He's super slept on. Hell yeah. Uh, he has some really dope sample chops, and he gets down on the pads. And uh, yeah, you do. But I I do fuck with a lot of FL Studio producers. I fuck with Cardo a lot. Uh, TM88 from 808 Mafia is like super dope. I mean. He's like a star within himself, you know, rappers aside. Um, yeah, man, this I could go on and on. There's a lot of, I mean, Flying Lotus is incredible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that's probably one of the most eclectic producers out there, you know, hands yeah, down. Yeah, he's super ill. Uh, and like, yeah, shout out to J.E., man, because like, if it weren't for Country Grammar, man, like, I'm sure I'd still be into hip hop, but like, having St. Louis booming back in like 2000, like, that was... I was pretty young, and that was, like, really influential. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I think I was, like, shit. Six, maybe seventh grade, man. Okay, like, around that yeah, time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, so, for me, so, I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, bro. Now, I understand, bro. Like, that's how it was. Like, the 9-9 in the 2000s, bro. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. No, you had Nelly and Cash Money, all them people come up. So, yeah, I can see where the influence come up. Yeah, yeah man, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, they the kind of showed yeah. it's possible to do it like next level coming from here, you know. Right, and then you know, then you know, someone like Je being one of the few producers out there, you know, well, bass and beats in general, I should say, you know, just having diamonds to their name, not not platinums, diamond, like that's that's pretty foot. Not a lot of people have a di like have diamond, you no know, certification to their name, like not a lot. Like yeah. I mean, you have to outsell some shit. Like to get to dime instead, like you gotta be high up there with themselves. So you know, collectively, he, you know, them being up there, you know, that's definitely you know a huge milestone. Not only on just in music production world, but definitely here in St. Louis. You know, that's that's beautiful in its own right. So I'm so I feel you on that, man. For sure. For real. And man, I don't know if you've ever heard this story. I I didn't really hear the story. I read it on like Wikipedia or something, but uh, mm -hmm. like uh. 
Rapper's Delight, that's like considered like first like rap song ever. Mm-hmm. Of and course. uh yeah, that was like that was recorded in New York City and all that, but uh they said the first radio station to ever play that song on the airwaves was a radio station in East St. Louis. I and that's so. kinda that's kinda crazy, like yeah, so. the first like radio station to break the first hip-hop song was in st louis that's kind of that's a that's a cool little fun fact i think you know for st louis uh, yeah. and then it was like a week or two later new york started playing it or something but yeah <laughs> and then you gotta remember like it's the fun it's the song probably like it's the first hip-hop song with the that started with a sample like it began like it's like technically that's yeah. the first sampled hip-hop song yeah, well, cats, I mean, didn't have drum machines. They just had their parents, like, vinyl records and were just, like, chopping loops and stuff. Yeah, and, like, going back and doing, like, kind of like How to Get Down was just looping out just the same kind of, like, four-bar loop and just getting down on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm super heavy into samples, and uh, it just, I don't know, creates a magic feeling, I think. And yeah, it does. I can, I can lay down my own melodies. I just always kind of revert back to chopping up samples and uh What's wrong with it, man? i don't know i it'll be a long time and it's got and uh it's gonna take a lot more success before anybody's suing me over a chop sample so <laughs> i'm not really worried about that just yet it's, i'm it's just it's, have your just have yeah. contract just have your contracts right <laughs> okay have you have your contracts written correctly that's one thing yeah so, you know, so that way, you know, if you sell your rights to your track, you know, the main thing is you saying like, hey, if I'm selling this to you, I'm selling my exclusive rights to you and you only. Oh, so it's on them? Yeah, it's on you. Right, because it's like, it's on you. Make sure you, you know, have on kind of contract that that's the case, you know, because you need to make that known. Like, yeah, if you buying the rights, you've had everything to come with just pay me on the back end like you're supposed to, to use my, to you know, since we had that worked out. And that's it, just pay my percentage. But it, yeah, I mean, if you keep that in mind, man, like, you know, and of course, like I said, a lot of times, like dealing with stuff, man, a lot of people aren't gonna come at you unless you get huge with it. And nine times out of ten, you know, hopefully you just got your ducks in a row. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, now sampling yeah. is a beautiful thing because I'm a I'm a huge fan of sampling. Been a huge fan of sampling for a long time. Still sample to this day. Yeah, sometimes so, I'll yeah. chop it up to a point where it's like it's undetectable of what the original song is and that's the whole and that's you know? the whole and that's the name of the game man. yeah yeah that's the name of the game make you no know, make the shit you need even if it's a recognizable song like make the bitch unrecognizable you know it's like the, yeah. like to people like what's like where did that come from like say if you only know if you hear maybe like one small part or if you take one small part and like chop it five different ways and play the bitch in reverse and then no one knows what the fuck it came from like oh shit okay i didn't know this was there like i know because i made it sound like that and something i kind of don't like is when like friends like tell me oh man you know what you should sample this song or like i don't know my creative uh process like doesn't really work like that where i'm like consciously like planning it out before i start working on it you know mm -hmm. i don't know and usually when people say yo you should sample this it's like they're, it's like well you're just saying that because that song's hot and it's already it's already hot by itself like i don't i don't need to take it and chop it like it's already good but i don't know i put on i get records from goodwill dollar bin records i i buy cheap cheap records and uh and just let them play until i find something that moves me like emotionally and then i chop that shit and then it's like and then it's like a fun like you feel like you discovered something mm -hmm. and it's kind of exciting it's like that yeah that element of like discovery you know i don't really like hearing the hey, hey eric you should you should sample this and it's like okay yeah that's that's good and all but i don't know i don't know why i just don't like when people tell me to sample like a popular song <laughs> yeah you like find like obscure shit like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah and just i don't know yeah and it's whatever just a you feel like doing, pet peeve, yeah. But yeah, you know what? You know one thing. You know one thing about that, bro. I'm not gonna say like you know. I I don't understand what you mean because I do. I, yeah, I totally yeah. do because to an extent, you know, I've had people even tell me that I'm like, yeah, but it's not what I'm feeling about doing right now. I'm like, hey, you should sample this artist song. I'm like, yeah, but a thousand other people literally did the same thing. So I'm like, yeah, do I really want to go about and be cliche like that? I could, but I'm like, you know. But I will say, if some people just throw me a song, you know, sometimes with me personally, and I'm just making it just only because me personally. You know, sometimes you throw me a song, it's like, hey, man, you should try doing this. Challenge accepted. Cool. Because I'm like, fuck it. Let me see what I can do to make this bitch sound different to what everyone else did. And uh, I know, of course, enough. I found a song. Now, of course, I go on Who Sample, like a site like Who Sample or something like that. 
Like, okay, such and such use this song too. Let me see how they did it. Did it, and let's say, did they do it the way I was thinking about doing it? Okay, they did. Okay. Let me try to approach it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. to hear, like, what someone already did to it and then try to approach it from a different manner. And, th- and to me, that's a challenge in its own right. And I like that because it's like, okay, I'm not going to recreate what someone else did, unless I'm doing it for practice, of course. But if, if it's outside of practice, I'm just making it actually make something for real. Nah, I'm going to try to go around, you know, what they did and try to, you know, do make something brand new. Even if I'm using the same elements, I'm gonna make those elements sound different. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's just that's my own personal challenge. Yeah. But like I said, to each their own. Like you know, say so, you know, if this your case is where, you know, you just like, uh, I have my own process. I like picking out what I like picking out. Like working on what I like working on, in the span of light too, because that's just how my creative process works. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Because that's your creative process. If that's how you get down, that's how you make your stuff, that's how you get down to make your stuff. And something dope that, like, producers do is, like, they, I don't know, a lot of good producers, they, like, put me on to, like, really good, like, old soul music that I wouldn't have known about. But they sample it and it makes me look it up on, like, a site, like, who sampled. Mm -hmm. And then I become a fan of, like, that old, like, 70s band or something because... A certain producer flipped it and it made me go back and do my homework and then i got into that band and i think like oh man i'm kind of grateful to this producer for sampling that because now i'm a super fan of like this old soul music or whatever you know and you know what though (laughs) and what you just said is exactly the whole point of doing sampling yeah yeah that literally that's literally one of the main like if not the main one of the main reasons why sampling is this is to keep old music relevant that's the whole that's the whole point a lot of people say well you just trying to make say no like i mean yeah of course i'm trying to make you no know, make my own flip and remix what's you know what's our, our already arranged composition but i'm keeping your shit relevant because like i said now if, you, if i'm hearing an obscure song that no one don't even know about and then now i flip the sample or you flip the sample and then now like oh damn what is that and then you go back to your homework like you said and you're like oh damn that's dope what else do they got oh damn this is dope what other bands sound like? What other groups or artists sound like this particular person or band? Oh, damn. I found a whole nother genre of people I can listen to. That's what you... I mean, really, that's really one of the main points, if not the main point, like I'm saying. To keep old shit relevant, I'm telling you. Like, for real, like, you know... And a lot of people think like, oh, you just using this. And then like, you know, a lot of, you know, of course, a lot of purists and a lot of people maybe that was raised with music 40, 50 years ago. Were like, well, I don't like that. But some people, you know, I don't like this kind of stuff. But some people be like, oh, shit, I remember that from, you know, back when I was a teenager, back in my 20s when I was listening to this shit. Like, oh, damn. So someone found a way to make this relevant again. You know what I'm saying? And some people enjoy that. Like a lot of some people do enjoy that aspect. And I think that's what people have to understand with the whole sampling thing is to not only that, you know, you just want to be able to remix something dope you just fucking heard and use it in your own way. It's also to keep old music fresh and alive still. You know, you you know, you don't want that your sound that you know you want a sound that you made decades ago to go die off. You know, to die die off and die obscurity. You you made it for people to hear it. So if the new way to keep the shit relevant is for someone to remix your stuff or to cover your stuff or to sample it, whatever the case may be, take that in the stride that they thought about your shit that much. You know what I'm saying? To you know, just to you know to keep your shit fresh and relevant. Cause some you know, with some old songs, you don't need to do that too. Cause it's like they fresh and relevant in their own right. They and they always will be. Like something like James Brown or Michael Jackson or some, or some Prince type shit. That's always gonna stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like if it's like some like little awkward like um no name band or something like that you know just like that may have like a one-hit wonder or something like that or maybe like um, one album something like that and no one ever heard of it since then it was just made for that one year and one year only and i'm hearing it now like oh shit i can use this and then it's relevant again and people like oh shit what's that i like that band what else they that's keeping the cycle going you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So I think, and I think that's what people with sampling, what people have to understand with sampling. At least that's what I would think. That's what should people understand, should try to understand, because that's that's something very, very important. But yeah, bro. But uh, we about to shut down in a second, bro, bro. And uh, before we you know get done shutting down in a second, man, I want you to go ahead and just give out your contact information and let people know about anything that you got coming up projects events anything that's going on with flex work bro like tell them what's going on with you uh yeah man just uh 
For real, my main outlet for getting my uh, shit out there right now is Instagram. So it's at Flexworthy. There's two X's in Flexworthy. Um, and yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to hopefully doing some more beat shows, man. Uh, that's something I never really thought was going to be a thing when I first got into music was like live beat shows. That's kind of a new sort of new thing i know it's been going on out west coast for a while but like mm. yeah man i'm gonna i'm gonna try to hopefully get some more uh, live beat shows going but i definitely want to link up with artists and get songs popping and uh yeah so hopefully just be on the lookout for flexworthy look me up check me out uh i'm just always dropping new shit uh yeah i mean that's probably in that's big advice to artists is man just just drop music all the time like don't something i was bad about years back was like i'd make you know two songs or something and think okay this is these are the two that are gonna get me on and i spend months trying to promote it or get it out there and i wasted a bunch of time when i could have been cooking up more and better and better you know like don't get don't get too hung up on promo just like always be in the studio always be cooking up that's that's what i'm about and yeah i'm always dropping new shit but yeah flex with the two x's and flex uh yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. This was dope. Man, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah. But uh, you got any final thoughts you want to give to people before we get off? What's that? Any final thoughts? Uh, I pretty much said it. Yeah, just keep cooking. And I don't know. Yeah, uh, St. Louis is dope, man. I'm having fun out here. And I want to see the music and, like scene just keep growing. And uh, I just hope everybody keeps like fucking with everybody and supporting each other. Because that's what's going to make it pop. You know, it's absolutely, support. yeah, absolutely, man. So, but no, nah, brother, thank you so much for coming on, man. Truly, do appreciate you coming on the show. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. No problem, right? And uh, again, no catch us next time on uh, Fresh Pro. Uh, catch us next time at uh, Fresh Produce STL uh, down at the Manchester and Taylor every first Wednesday at the Monocle, uh, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Free of charge for everyone involved. Make sure you guys come out, and also just make sure you catch us on you know uh, Fresh Produce STL dot com slash fruit of the boom for all of our archived episodes and as well as just on the itunes stitcher google play mixcloud um spotify we're working on it, trying to get eventually coming soon so be on the lookout for that in the near future but uh definitely check us out on there and we will catch y'all next time peace <laughs>